Welcome to Imodoka Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things automotive in the heart of Africa. I am your host, Sandra, and together with our partners at Akajira Motors, we are here to navigate the exciting world of cars right here in Rwanda. Whether you're a first-time buyer, a family on the move, or an enthusiast looking to hit the road in style, we've got you covered. In each episode, we will rev up your automotive knowledge with expert insights. So fasten your seatbelts. Grab the steering wheel and let's roll in the world of cars, journeys, and adventures. Welcome, welcome, people. We have an amazing guest. If you want to learn anything about the car market, motoring, we got you. So, um, in today's episode, we have an amazing guest called Rupak, and he's going to help us learn a lot that we didn't know and also clarify the things that we didn't know about cars or buying cars. So mainly we'll be navigating the car market in Rwanda and getting tips from him about first-time buyers. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Yes. Would you introduce yourself and tell us more about who you are and what you do? And yes, from there we can... Yeah, questions. for sure. Uh, my name is Rupa Karajir. I am the sales and marketing director here at Akagera Motors. Um, I first entered into Rwanda in 2013, so I've been here for now 10 years, one decade. Um, I've been in the automotive business for many years, more than a decade. It's my hobby, it's my passion, it's uh, literally everything that I possibly know about, self-taught, learned as well in school and just through life. Um, what do I do in my position as a sales and marketing director at Akagera Motors? I represent nine brands here in Rwanda, um, that being Nissan, Kia, BMW, Mahindra, Toyota for passenger cars, and then in trucks, we in bus, we have MCV, Photon, Fuso, um, and uh, Mercedes-Benz. Amazing, yeah. amazing. So can you tell me, what car did you drive? Oh, okay. So when I okay, so the car I'm driving right now is actually a 2022 Kia Sorento. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Is it nice? It's the best option when it comes to value for money. Value. For That's money. what I can say. Oh, it's nice. an amazing car, value for money, great tech, very comfortable. Oh, awesome. Very nice car, and it's great for my family. So. Oh, amazing. Because I've got because my wife and my my son. So. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So I have to ask, what are some key factors to consider when? deciding between buying a new car or a used car in Rwanda? There's a lot of factors. So there's two things to look at in Rwanda. A lot of people look at used cars and new cars outside of the country, mm-hmm. which we call them gray imports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your new car and used cars in Rwanda as well. So let's talk about used cars first. Buying a used car outside of Rwanda, I would say, is the riskiest thing somebody can possibly do when putting money into a car. Putting money into a car, we have to understand, is a depreciating asset. It's not growing in value, it's only losing money. It's not like a house where it's appreciating over years. So when you put money into something, especially that's used outside of Rwanda, are we going to see the vehicle firsthand? Do we know the historical service and maintenance of the vehicle? Do we know if it's been in an accident, that it's been repaired? Has the repair been done up to the proper standards? So there's a lot of risk in buying a used vehicle outside of Rwanda especially with the Euro rating. What is the Euro rating? Euro rating is the engine. Fuel coming from different regions and going into an engine is exactly how an engine fails. 
So for example, here in Rwanda, our euro rating is extremely low. Means we don't have high fuel regulations. The fuel can be dirty. If you're importing a car from Europe, the US or Asia, their euro ratings are very high. Means that the fuel has to be refined a lot more, much cleaner, and therefore the engine also requires a much cleaner fuel. You bring that engine into Rwanda, it can prematurely fail and cause maintenance issues, which cost more money in the long run. Now buying a new car outside of Rwanda is around the same concept. Comes down to Euro rating and also the fact that you're buying a vehicle. You have no warranty the minute you bring it into Rwanda. So imagine spending $30,000, $50,000, $80,000 on a car. You bring it here. After one year, you have an electronic component issue. You have no support. You have no warranty. That's out of your pocket. That's a lot of stress for a big investment. You might save a little bit in the initial investment, but in the long run, it can end up being a big loss. Now, what's the benefit of buying a new or used car in Rwanda? Well, for used, the benefit is you can ask them for historical maintenance data. Uh, where did they buy the vehicle from? Was it from a dealer here? Has it been serviced by either the dealer or another private garage? Do they have service records? Um, you can check with the insurance company. Are there any accidents that have happened on the vehicle? So you can get that historical data and have a peace of mind when you're buying the vehicle. Uh, buying a new car in Rwanda is always going to be the best option. You're buying from a dealer that is officially representing a manufacturer. Therefore, you're going to have a factory warranty. You're going to have a brick and mortar place to go to if you have an issue. I mean, that right there is worth everything. If you have a warranty issue, electronic component issue, you can come right in and normally vehicles under warranty, everything is taken care of without any questions and at no cost. Um, I even have a story I can tell that I had a customer who bought a Mercedes-Benz G500 from us. I mean, this is like around 300 million franc. And he swore that he could get the same vehicle for a lower cost in Dubai. And I know my market. So I said, okay, fine, go ahead, go. You have my price, go ahead and go. So he made the expense of the flight, the hotel, the time. He checked everything and he came back and he said, yeah, you're right. He's like, the amount of money I would save is literally nothing, it's peanuts compared to what you have and the fact that I can get factory warranty with such a high investment. Right. Luckily enough, he did buy from us. The vehicle did face an issue of an electronic component after about one year and a half. He brought the vehicle to us. We diagnostic within one day. The following day, Mercedes-Benz sent us a replacement part. We put it in, and he went on his merry way. It didn't cost him a single thing. It didn't cost him any stress, nothing, all because he had that factory warranty. If he didn't have that factory warranty, it would have cost him around $16,000 to fix. Well, huh. that, is, that is something I didn't the warranty part, it's amazing for people to know. So now I want to dive into middle class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Different financing options available for middle class cars, buyers in the country. Financing is tough in Rwanda. Okay. Um, we as a company do not want to finance. We don't like to finance. Mm -hmm. It's not essentially our business. Mm -hmm. We always try to push our clients to finance with the banks. Why? Because they can offer a more competitive rate than us. Mm -hmm. We've been working with a lot of banks now 
and they're finally you know understanding the automotive industry and how financing is supposed to be done in the sense that now they are financing a hundred percent of the vehicle value no collateral on anything else like your land or your house or any any other assets um, they're doing a five-year finance um, and as low as like like 13.5 percent now um, and I always encourage our customers or anybody I talk to to go to the bank for financing because it's the best it's the best rate you're going to get um, even as a company, we cannot give that rate. So we normally don't finance. And it's, it's, I know it's tough for people to, to pay that rate, but unfortunately at the moment, that's just the financing rate. But I will say this, the more people finance with banks, the lower the rates will go. The more demand, the lower the rate will go. Because it works well for the bank as well. Exactly. The bank's business is to lend out money and then to earn on the interest. So the more money they lend out, the more money they're going to make. Um, and banks are working exclusively with Akagera Motors to essentially saying if you buy a new vehicle from Akagera Motors, you get an, uh, you know, an aggressive interest rate, the five-year term, the 100% finance amount. So there's benefits in that. Um, and of course, you know, the, the individual's cash flow is much less month over month. Um, so there's the benefits in financing for that if you can't buy outright cash, yeah. Right. So what are the legal requirements for a car ownership in Rwanda? And how can a first-time buyer ensure compliance? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously in order to drive a car, we have to have a driver's license. That's number one. Um, so definitely make sure you have a driver's license before you try to come buy a car. In terms, well, if you have a driver's license, in terms of buying a new car, you have to have if it's being registered under, you can register in two ways. You can register as a personal car uh, under an individual's name, yes. or you can buy a car under a company. Oh, okay. um, of course, there's other ways, you know, a government can buy a car, an embassy can buy a car. Mm -hmm. But if you're buying a car as an individual, you have to have your TIN number, um, you have to have, you know, a passport size photo, and your uh, Rwandan national ID. Uh, once you have those documents, that's it. It's just a matter of we handle everything with the, the government in terms of custom clearance, getting you the number plate, mm -hmm. uh, the yellow card, and then of course insurance is either provided by us or the customer decides that they want to take their own insurance mm -hmm. uh, for the vehicle and that's about it. What are the insurance options out there? Yeah, so there's a third-party insurance and there's comprehensive insurance. Um, when you're buying a new vehicle, I can suggest stand over fist always take comprehensive insurance. That covers you, that covers your vehicle, and that covers anybody else you're in a collision with. Um, third party insurance uh, only covers the, the person that you are in a collision with, not your vehicle. Um, and th that's a lot of risk. Um, so yeah, those are the two types of insurance. There are obviously plenty of insurance companies. Um, we also provide insurance with uh, one of our partner insurance companies you know, a full package type of thing for, for customers when they're buying a vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for the legal requirements, yeah, that's pretty much it. A driver's license is really key. The rest of the stuff is pretty easy to get and um, for sure knowing how to drive a car. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So um, now to focus again on the first time buying. As a first time car buyer, um, that will really help them understanding what their options are. So I think for an individual, it 
is going to be the discussion at home discussion of what's the budget yeah how much do we want to spend on a car um you know what are we trying to finance with the bank or are we trying to buy outright cash um, once that budget is identified within the, the household, then it's a matter of fact, well, what do we need? What are we using this vehicle for? Do we have a family? Are we a couple? Am I an individual? So that's going to decide, well, do I need a five-seater? Do I need a seven-seater? Am I going up country? Am I going to Akagera National Park every other time with the kids or friends? What is the purpose of the vehicle? Or am I just driving from home to the office? So based off of that application, you need to understand, do I need 4x4, an all-wheel drive vehicle, or 4x2, you know, a front-wheel drive, a rear-wheel drive vehicle, um, and of course, the seating capacity. Based off of that information, mm-hmm. when you come to a dealership, you can just tell them, look, I, this is my budget, this is what I need, and I'm able to you know, go a little bit more if I can, or I'd like to save a little bit more money, you know, what are the, the options? So then... Your, the sales executive that you're working with can essentially say, okay, well, here's a list of vehicles that I have, and then they show them to you. Um, and then when it comes down to purchasing a vehicle, it is always important to understand the options and futures the vehicle has to offer, right? So there's so much technology in vehicles now, which is great. You want to make sure that you have parking sensors, reverse camera, factory tinted windows, for me, is so key because you cannot have aftermarket tinted windows in Rwanda because when you go to control technique, you have to remove them. If you have factory tinted windows, they cannot ask you to remove it and they cannot be removed because it's the actual glass. Um, Yeah, you can tell the difference when you lower the window, there's like a film. You can actually feel it with your hand and that's how you'll be able to tell. Um, but normally vehicles that are being sold brand new, and if they are factory tinted, they'll, they'll be tinted. Um, so other tips I can recommend is comfort, right? So are you comfortable in the car? Is the space enough? Um, do you like the style and the look of it? Is the ground clearance enough for your purpose? And another tip is after sales service. Buying a car is one thing, but that car is going to be with you for many years you got to have to take care of it. So do they have a service facility? Do they have spare parts? Um, ask them, like, I'd like to see your spare parts facility. And physically go and see, are the spare parts there in stock? Do they even have a warehouse or inventory for the spare parts? Because right. anybody can tell you, yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, but I want to see it, right. right? And then for service, they can say, oh, yeah, we have after-sales service. Okay, but I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Is the workshop, you know, is it clean? Does it have up-to-date technology, do they have proper lifts, proper tooling, proper diagnostic equipment, so that if and when your vehicle does have an issue and you take it there, you already know, you have a peace of mind that your vehicle can be fixed and diagnosed properly, right? right? Um, If you get into an accident or you have a fender bender or there's just an issue with the vehicle that it can be resolved at the place that you bought it at. Because there's a lot of places where you can buy a car and then there's like no parts, there's no service, there's nothing. Uh, so you want to make sure, is it a legitimate establishment? If I buy the car after three years, are you still going to be here? Yeah. Are you a brick and mortar? You know, are you going to be able to support me? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that we thrive on is that we have been in the country for 25 plus years. We're brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a family owned business. Mm-hmm. So we essentially, we always tell our customers, when you buy from us, you're joining the family. And we love to see our customers happy and taking care of them. 
when they have an issue, it becomes our issue. It becomes our own personal issues. And if you're buying a used car, there's a lot of tips I can give. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just take it to a place where you can get a proper diagnostic done. Uh, try to check underneath the vehicle uh, to make sure everything's okay, that there's no rust, there's no damage. Um, open up the door jams, open up the, the trunk and the hood to check if there's any uh, color variations or any welding, maybe there was an accident. Mm -hmm. um, try to check for in the seams for any mastique um, because sometimes a vehicle's been in an accident and they just try to cover it up with a lot of body work. Um, and you only find out after months or years after owning the vehicle. That's terrible because Sometimes it's even harder for just an individual to see maybe, you, you know there is a way you go to a mechanical place and that mechanical place is also connect to the people that are trying to sell you the car and then they can kind of cover up everything that is wrong with the car and you realize that, it's some, that something is wrong with the car right after you buy it. So yeah. how can someone avoid that? How would you get those legit places to go and be like, now I know that these people have checked and it's for sure. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Look, there's a lot of people who are selling cars out there in the gray market and they, you can sell them, oh, I want to take it to my mechanic or, you know, take it to a workshop to check. And they're like, oh, I have a workshop. Bring it to my workshop. Um, and then they're like paying that guy on the side or whatever and be like, hey, just approve the car. Let's get it sold and I'll give you some money. That happens all the time. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? You got to take it to an independent place. Uh, we do diagnostics on vehicles all the time. Uh, when customers ask, they, they pay a small fee. We put it up on the lift, we review the whole vehicle with them, 24-point inspection, down to the suspension, the tires, all the rubber boots, um, the body work of the vehicle, the, the uh, electronics of the vehicle, and we give them a full report right. of what the vehicle is actually worth. Mm -hmm. um, so that option is there. Otherwise, if you don't want to take that option, and you don't want to take the option of working with the person you're buying from in their workshop and you don't have your own workshop then the last thing is get underneath the car and start checking everything yourself <laughs> you know or you get there with a flashlight and measuring tape and you know go at it um, it's tough I mean there's a lot of gray imported vehicles and sometimes they don't always have the best uh, condition um, and that's tough. Sometimes they look nice on the outside, but then once underneath, you know, you're like, oh man, this is not good. Yeah, I know. So that also brings me to this particular question about scans. How can a buyer protect themselves from potential fraud and post currents when dealing with the car sellers in render? Well, frauds and scams, I would assume. Are we talking about in Rwanda or buying from outside of Rwanda? Maybe we could begin in Rwanda particularly and then we go by, like you, you had said something about, you know, not having a warranty and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then you could talk about frauds and how maybe you go back to even how you buy used cars and that's a risk. And, yeah. Uh, but yes, let's begin in Rwanda. Okay. Well, the number one benefit of not being scammed is asking the dealer for the manufacturer authorization. So a legitimate dealership will always have an appointment letter, what we call a manufacturer authorization letter, saying that, that Nissan Motor Corporation or Kia Motors or Toyota Motor Corporation has appointed Akagera Motors to be the official distributor dealer in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. Once you see that letter, and, and that's not a 
confidential letter. In fact, it's something that most dealers will want to show off. Um, and once you see that, I mean, you, that's your peace of mind. There's nothing better than that. Um, now, you can go to other dealerships that are importing vehicles, Toyotas, Nissans, Kias, Mercedes-Benz. They're not appointed dealers. So they can tell you that they're giving you warranty. And most of them will tell you that they're giving you warranty. But here's the thing. They're betting that nothing happens on the vehicle. And when something does happen on the vehicle, they're actually not able to give you warranty. They're going to give you a hard time or they're going to have to pay out of their own pocket. Now you may say, well, they told me I have warranty. It's their problem, not mine. Well, yeah, in the beginning, but at the end, when the actual warranty claim does come, they're going to fight back and it's going to be a headache for you. Um, and even if they do claim the warranty, they may warranty the vehicle, they may, they may fix it, but they may not fix it with genuine parts. They may find a cheaper solution to fix your vehicle mm -hmm. with aftermarket third-party parts. So now your brand new vehicle doesn't have warranty, it had an issue, it got fixed, but now you're not putting genuine parts in there. So that is kind of a, a long-term scam process. And, and pretty much if you're buying a vehicle that's used or, or new that's not in Rwanda, uh, definitely see the car. <laughs> see the car physically. Um, don't. I mean, it's so easy to get scammed these days with all these websites and through WhatsApp and everything. Like People saying, "Oh, I have this car. I have that. I have this," and you send them money, and then like nothing goes through, uh, and that's scary. So, I mean, if you're gonna make that investment, take the time if you can, and, and take the flight. See the car. Uh, make the transaction there in person, and try to handle or be involved with the logistics as much as possible. So working with your freight forwarder, working with the person you're purchasing from, knowing every single step of the way so that you know that this car is actually going to end up in your hands and not just lost somewhere in the mist. But again, I mean, if you're buying a car in Rwanda, you're physically seeing it. Um, and if you're buying it from a dealership, they can easily show you an appointment letter from the manufacturer. So you know you're getting a legitimate vehicle through a legitimate source. Thank you very much. This was uh, amazing. This uh, I learned so much. And uh, thank you very much for coming for joining this. Um, anything you would like to tell listeners as you wrap No, I think that's it. I think we covered everything. And I'm always happy to hear everyone's comments uh, to discuss further. Or if they ever need any advice, I'm always there to help. Thank you very much. That's a wrap for today's episode of Imodoka Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our drive through the fascinating world of cars and found our insights valuable. If you love what you heard, don't forget to subscribe, read, and review our podcast. Your feedback heals our engine. Join us next time as we explore more exciting topics in automotive realm. Until then, stay safe, keep your wheels turning, and embrace the road ahead with confidence.